Coltrane. Having a great evening, everyone. Welcome back to this special episode of the Urban Conservative. You already know what it is. Let's go. Uh, so the holidays is coming up, and I see people celebrating. Um, but for me, this is you know I, I want to put out stories that everybody deserves justice. Um, and these cases that we're going to talk about tonight is part of the problem that is is wrong in America and everybody being silent. Um, you know, we have that everybody that all the snitch and we have to get rid of that. Uh, that's part of the problem in especially the poor community is you know, we don't want to get labeled as a rat or we don't want to get labeled as a snitch or a tattletale. Uh My thing of it is, you're not a snitch if you're not a part of the crime. If you're not out here shooting innocent babies, if you're not out here selling fentanyl, if you're not a part of it, you're not, you're not a snitch. It, it, that's doing the right thing because you can't be out here telling you don't want bad police officers, but you're okay without here but having bad community members. Come on. Wow. Wow. Bro, that's that's monumental right there. That is a big quote. Can you repeat that? No, it's it, we always say we want we don't want bad police officers, but yet we don't say nothing about bad community members. And you know what? I think that's very, very important. That's I'm sorry, I'm having an epiphany right here because we're so quick to hold the powers that be or the people that we let control us, control us, but we're not talking about being proactive. I mean, no, not. care of yourself and taking care of our fellow community members to make sure that we're as strong and solid as we can be so that we can't place any blame on ourselves or victimize ourselves, you know? That's 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 big right there. Like the way that you put that is for real. It's phenomenal. You're right. 
It is because we got to think about it. We don't want bad. We don't want bad teachers. We don't want bad judges. We don't want bad doctors. But yet we're okay with sleeping or our best friends or our homies out here that we know are out here that have killed a baby or that are out here shooting innocently or or hurting grandmas. You know what I'm saying? But yet we're okay with that because what if that was your grandma? What if that was your daughter? What if that was your granddaughter? What if that was your child? People really got to think because karma's a bitch. Karma's a bitch. And are people ready for that karma? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, I, I, I sit out in these, you know, um, in this community for, for, for a very long time now. And to see the shit that I see on Facebook, to see the shit that I see in the streets, and the fact that I know people know shit, but yet don't say nothing, and yet want to call people a coward. If you're not that, you can't even, half of these dudes out here, I don't even call men. Because they bitches to me, cowards. Just for the simple fact that if you're okay with babies getting killed in our community, you can't call yourself a leader if you're not calling that shit out. You can't call yourself that you care about your community if you don't want those type of people off the streets. Because how are our communities supposed to be safe? How are our kids supposed to be able to go to school and be safe? And yet y'all don't want to be out here speaking it out. So this first story that I want to get into is Princess Anaya Allen. Um, Anaya was eating McDonald's in the backseat of her mom's vehicle and was struck by a, a, a stray bullet. Uh, still, the killers have not been turned in. Uh, the, they, the Minneapolis police did find the gun. They were able to link bullets, but yet still no shooter. Uh, and I, I want to play this video um, because Anaya doesn't get, and honestly, it, there's more than Anaya. There was, this was a span last summer um, that Marcus started Black Lives the Streets uh, because we had uh, Trinity Smith who was jumping on the trampoline, uh, rust in heaven. She was uh, shot in the head. Then we had LaDavion Garrett, um, who who is alive, uh, still doesn't have justice, but he's he has some issues, you know. When you all three of them were 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 headshots, uh, and and that's never okay to me. You know what I'm saying? That's it's. I feel like as somebody that, and I'm not the perfect parent in the world because. You know, I have my flaws. I've made my mistakes, but I know damn well if anybody hurt my babies, that I would, I would, I would want justice. And I'm not saying that these families don't want justice, but as somebody that is out here fighting for these families, and to know that there is people that is within this movement that knows stuff, but yet doesn't say anything. That's part of the problem for me because you're not part of the solution. And I don't care if you're out here fighting for bad police because I'm out here fighting for bad community members to get off the streets. 
Yo, Meg said that perfectly. I'll be justice if you hurt mine. And I right. can't help but <clears throat> I can't help but think about a parent holding her kid in her arms, his arms, with a gunshot wound to the head. Can you imagine being in that situation? I can't imagine ever letting go of that moment and it haunting me. You know, like imagine what these parents are going through, what they've had to witness. They've had to witness their kids' lives be taken away right before their very eyes and not, there's no, there's no sense that could be made of it. They're, these kids didn't do anything wrong. No. Can you imagine as a parent, you didn't do anything wrong. You just happened to be somewhere at the wrong time. Can you imagine that? You know, they it. I can and I can't because it happens every day, right? Where we're from, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you can't. It's not safe anymore to go get gas in certain areas. You know what I'm saying? It's not okay to go through a drive-through. It, it's not. It's, it's not safe to go to certain areas. Let, let's be. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but we as community members have to stand together and speak up. Uh, and, and I want to get into uh, a couple of these because I, I personally, uh, you know, with Anaya Allen, LaDavion Garrett Jr., Trinity, um, you also have Terrell Mays. Uh, it, it really bugs me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It It bugs me because we sit here all day. I see people who burn up buildings. I see people who get out to the streets. I see people who occupy spaces for people that are killed by the police. But what about babies that didn't that didn't even get to live life yet? They you don't ever see marches or people show up on that sense unless it comes to judicial system and coming to courtrooms. Even then, you don't get a lot of people coming up. You're right, exactly, Meg. You don't ever see any massive protests or massive marches. You might see a couple of family members stand on a corner or make a makeshift memorial and a a couple of extended family members or friends show up to the court. What about the outrage that we had for Dante Wright or Deanna Marie? And even then, those weren't even high levels compared to George Floyd. Where is the outrage for our community in general? I feel you, Chaz. You're you're 100% right. I sit there and I think about it. I mean, right now, Gulfport, Mississippi, you have a 15-year-old that was murdered by a police department. And yet nobody's... There's... I don't see no outrage. I don't see no outrage. You know what I'm saying? I, I see stories all the time of... Just even now, I don't... Uh, about a police officer that was catfishing some teenage girl and, and killed her family like it, I just yeah I don't even yeah, I don't even know what to be saying anymore but then I see all these people talking about they want to get rid of police well then if you want to get rid of police get your ass out here I don't want to see no just no fucking Facebook post Talk about I want to see you boots on the ground using your second amendment rights talk about it you know what I'm saying so but I want to I want to play Anaya's story. 
Of course, always add. Always. Well, a year ago, six-year-old Anaya Allen was hit by a stray bullet and killed while sitting in her family's car. Charmaine Nero was there as friends and family gathered to demand justice and remember. It's been exactly a year since six-year-old Anaya Allen was shot and killed right here at this intersection at 36 and 10 in North Minneapolis. And today, the community, law enforcement, and her family came out to remember her life. Anaya was shot while riding in her parents' car at this intersection. Anaya was one of three kids shot in just the span of weeks in North Minneapolis last spring. Still no arrest in Anaya's case, but family and friends are pleading for justice for anyone who may have information that could lead to an arrest. The community really does need to come together because only us as a whole is going to be able to stop this foolishness. You know, uh, somebody knows something. Now, there is a $180,000 reward for any information leading to an arrest. If you know something, you are asked to reach out. Reporting in North Minneapolis, Charmaine Nero, CARE 11 News. Where does my United Way donation go? Mom, where does it go? Who knows? Right. Probably not to the right place. Right. <laughs> Oh. You know, we would like to uh, uh, air any small business opportunities that you know of, or if you have a small business yourself, people, any viewers watching, feel free to reach out to us. So we're not airing corporate interests that we don't even support. Just saying, just throwing that out there. Right. That's it. Definitely. Um, so this next one that I want to get into is Terrell Mays. Um, this was a three-year-old. Uh, December 26, 2011, Terrell Mays. Um, 11 years. And I, I, I sit here and I, I, I wonder and I ponder because Terrell has a garden and, and I drive past it, you know, very quite often uh, over north. And, and I just think of that, knowing that there's somebody out here that possibly could even be a nonprofit leader, could be uh, somebody that is an elected official and they couldn't have, know something, have links to uh, a murder and still we don't there's no justice in it it bugs me it oh, um, but yeah I want to play uh, Terrell's story and to Marsha that who is his mother that is still out here uh, to this day fighting for justice for her son Terrell Oh, that's my, that's my yes. now. Jeez. You know Fox Nine. Even exactly. you know Fox Nine a trip. Right. Alright, is this is it finally ready? This is ready. Search for answers continues tonight as police search for the people responsible for killing six year old 
Anaya Allen. This has two other children, young children, 10-year-old Ladevian Garrett and nine-year-old Trinity Otson Smith also remain in the hospital tonight. The recent violence involving the shooting of children is all too familiar for the mother of one of the Twin Cities' other young murder victims. Three-year-old Terrell Mays Jr. died in 2011. He would be 13 years old today, and Leah Bino has more. It'll never be a time where I can say, oh, it got easier for me. It hasn't. It's been nearly a decade since Marsha Mays lost her son. Three-year-old Terrell Mays Jr. shot and killed by a stray bullet while running up the stairs of his Colfax Avenue North home the day after Christmas. As the Twin Cities quickly learned, Terrell and his three siblings were following what mom had trained them to do, run to a safe place in a closet on the second floor whenever shots rang out in the neighborhood. So I heard gunshots. He was trying to come up the stairs, but the spaghetti was so good, and I couldn't resist it either. I tried to. I just didn't grab him because like he, he was going up the stairs and he just stopped. Mays quickly moved her surviving children out of North Minneapolis put them into counseling, and has become an advocate against gun violence, while at the same time, a $60,000 reward has gone untouched as her son's killer is yet to be found. It brings anger, it brings hate, it brings love, it brings mixed different feelings when you lose a child. Now, with two other young gunshot victims in the hospital and six-year-old Anaya killed, Mays is one of many mothers in a constant state of worry for her youngest son, Morell, now 11 years old, driving behind his bus this week just to make sure he made it safely to school. Because I'm so scared that one of those bullies... And because even when the family is smiling, without Terrell, there's forever a piece of their hearts missing. Every step we take, we're taking it for them babies. We're living for them babies, actually. Maze begs anyone with information about her son's case or any unsolved shooting case since then, to come forward, she adds it's never too late to give loved ones closure. Back Mo to you. <sighs> I can't. I can't. Uh, just knowing that her youngest son has lived his whole life, basically, not knowing his brother. Uh, hurts and I can't imagine what I can't imagine the paranoia that a mother has to face walking presumably on eggshells um, because of what has happened to another child you don't want it to happen to another child you know uh, no, and it's just, I, yeah, I don't even know what, in the next two, um, really are from last summer too. Um, and, and this is the thing that, that really bugs me because we as society, and I forgot I didn't send you a link for the next, for the next story. Um, but this is uh, Vanessa Jensen and Nicholas Anger, um, who we lost last summer 
um, by stray bullets um, and don't have any justice for it. Now, Vanessa Jensen, uh, I know the Rachel, uh, the Jensen family, Rachel, her mother, uh, Travis, the dad, uh, great family. Uh, we honest, actually just had a, a visual, not just recently, earlier this month for <clears throat> Vanessa. Uh, and yet still there's a ward out for uh, Vanessa's uh, shooters because nobody has said anything. Nobody has came forward. Uh, and uh, I just pray every day that people will sooner, or, and I hope more sooner than later, uh, will start doing the right thing because what if this was your child? That's all I just want to keep on putting into people's heads. What if this was your child? What would you do if this was your child? Like, and I don't want people to be like, I'm not asking people to put put the shoes on and walk it. But I'm asking you to do is to walk with them. Because what if that was your child? You know, that's, that's all I got to say. I think that's the key right there to say is what if it was your child? How would you feel? How would you react? What would you want done? What would you want done for you? What would you want? Wouldn't you want other people to care? Wouldn't you want other people to be there? Right. You know, or or do you just want to be focused on your own life and say to hell with everyone else, everyone for themselves? Because that mentality is what gets us all killed. No, and, and it does, because at the end of the day, it's like you as somebody that is fights for justice is uh, trying to protect our babies to make America streets safe again, you know, to be hand in hand with these families trying to get justice and to see the, some of the things that they have to go through for funerals, the things that they have to go through. Uh, just to even get, I, I don't even want to say recognition, but to get awareness. Because, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see a lot of families get shitted on, you know, and, and more than just even just social media, you know, because they like to demonize on certain individuals. Uh, but you can't demonize somebody that was killed by a stray bullet because they weren't out there doing anything Vanessa was out enjoying doing what young adults do enjoying life wasn't doing anything wasn't out committing any crimes was just out being a regular everyday human being and people still don't want to do the right thing and, and all I have to say again is what if that was your child Let's play the, the yeah. CBS video. Don't be an ad. Don't be an ad. I think it is. Two <laughs> families are mourning tonight because of a dangerous problem that is growing in Minneapolis. 17-year-old Nicholas Enger and 19-year-old Vanessa Jensen were shot and killed just minutes apart early Sunday morning. Stray bullets hit each of them while they were watching a street race. This video was taken Saturday night near Hiawatha and Lake Street. 
That is where anger was before gunfire erupted. WCCO Susan Elizabeth Littlefield shares one family's pain as they wait for answers. This is where Vanessa Jensen's short life came to a quick end. She'd driven down to North Minneapolis from Lindstrom to watch street racing, which was happening across Minneapolis. And I received the call just before two o'clock that she had been shot. And I was told that she was shot in the arm. I freaked out. Their smart and kind nature-loving daughter was gone. As she was watching cars, someone started shooting and somehow she got hit. How come you cannot go attend an event and not know if it's gonna be the last time you will be on this earth because of senseless, cowardly punks that chose to open fire on innocent people that had nothing to do with their confrontations that evening. It's similar to what happened to this 17-year-old car enthusiast who was shot while watching racing across town. Minneapolis police tell me over the past 14 months, street racing has surged across the Twin Cities. They say often at these races, there's a culture where bullets start flying. I feel like I go in circles, just wanting the answers to why one night could turn so tragic for somebody that was so loved it would never hurt anybody. As they try to absorb the greatest of losses, their hope is that the person who took their daughter's life has their freedom taken away. That's what's so angry. I mean, we don't have no one to blame, you know? That, and it's it's just hurts. Yeah, they're at home with their families. They're closing their eyes at night. And when they are, I pray that they see my daughter's face and they know they're not going to get away with what they have done to my family. In Minneapolis, Susan Elizabeth Littlefield, WCCO 4 News. Wednesday would have been Vanessa's 20th birthday. The family will now hold a party in her memory. Wow. I just... You know, I, I sit there and everything I've ever done in my life, I took responsibility for. You know, have I been, have I copped out and took plea bargains? Yeah, if I've done something wrong, yes. Yes, I, I will always plea bargain if I've done because see the the model that I grew up with is if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. So if y'all came out here and take responsibility for your bullets, especially the one your stray bullets, yep. then don't be out here shooting because yep. that's cowardly. That's cowardly. You're not a man. Shooting that gun doesn't make you a man because you can squeeze that trigger. Anybody can squeeze that trigger. And I mean anybody. Yep. So don't think because you 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 got a, a little gun that, that doesn't make you a man. What that does is make you a coward. It makes you a coward because if you're not going to stand behind those bullets and, and and when you've done the wrong thing by pulling that trigger, you're not a man. 
you're, you're not a soldier. You're not a warrior. You're a bitch. Talk about you're it. a coward. And I'm going to continue saying that. Because the same thing that the way that some people see the police, I see with these community members. Because I don't, I, I don't, I don't approve of it. I don't like bad apples. I don't want them inside the police department, and I don't want them walking around in our community. Nobody should. The same way we don't want bad police is the same way we should be out here wanting no bad community members. Because that would stop y'all from being out here. But when the police shoot at them, I shoot them. Then I'm not saying that all have that been shot by police deserve to have been shot. Because I don't get, I ain't, we ain't going to walk down that road. But what I'm saying is, is that if people see the motto of this is silence equals violence. That's what I wanted people to gather from this. It's because that's what it is. It's generational silence. See, and it's it started back when we were were younger generation of, you know, seeing stuff. Uh, what happens in the house stays in the house. Right. You know what I'm saying? We're not gonna. We're not just gonna say that. And that's what the problem is because you hear more of people saying that they're. And not everybody, but a lot of people are were who were sexually abused are now people that are sexual abusers themselves. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's the reason that they became a certain way. Or it was the start of it. But yet instead of talking about it, they had to hide it because and, and here's the thing of it is because I want people to know this is that if you see something, it doesn't matter if your mom is telling you not to say something that it'll break apart your family. You keeping that secret is breaking apart your family. Not right now, but at some point it will. So I want people to think about that. You holding that secret in at some time and point, karma is going to cash that check. Karma is going to cash it. So, complicity is a motherfucker because that's what I see. I see a lot of complicit motherfuckers along from elected officials that that have blood on their hands. Hmm. They have a lot of blood on their hands. So, um, this next story that we are going to get into is out of Akron, Ohio. Um, I learned about Octavia Robinson um, right before I actually went out to Akron. Um, she was at the movie theater. Uh, really sad story of uh, I've talked about this a few times um, when I was out there in Akron, along with Jalen Walker, along with Journey, 
um, along with Mo, you know, um, I, I, I just will not, I won't understand it of how people are just okay with it. Like, are we that desensitized to death? Are we that desensitized yeah. to our loved ones, people that we love being killed because I, I really start to see death as a moneymaker. Yeah. You know, I see all these RIP shirts, but I don't see no justice. I see all of these settlements, but no justice. I see all the rewards, but no justice. Right. It's like, are we okay with monetary? That's I mean, the world. That's the world we live in. Money talks, and that's the only way to get people's attention. Is to flash money in their face. Oh, if I give you money, will you go tell the truth? Why can't you just do the right thing? Tell the truth anyway. Because if it happened to your kid, your son, your daughter, would you want somebody to be someone to be bribed over money just to tell information about how your son or daughter was killed? Make that make sense. But I want people to know Octavia Robinson's story. Uh, we're going to play this this video. With a 19 crime alert, a killer is on the loose and a family is desperate for answers. Thanks for joining us. I'm Chris Tanaka. And I'm Tiffany Tucker. A 20-year-old woman is shot to death in a parking lot a few weeks ago. Our Kelly Kennedy with the family's emotional plea. 20-year-old Atavia Robinson came here with her boyfriend for a date night. It's the Regal Cinema on Independence Avenue in Akron. But when her boyfriend got into a heated argument with someone on the phone, they left the movie early. That's when someone gunned them down right here in this parking lot. It's unexplainable. Can't eat, sleep. Don't really know what to do. Leah Russell and Gary Robinson are living every parent's worst nightmare. I never thought ever that I would see my daughter as broken as she is. It's something that you can't fix as a grandmother. They tell me their 20-year-old daughter, Atavia Robinson, was full of life and had big dreams. She wanted to open up her own business. Outgoing, beautiful smile, as you can see. Yeah, and I laughed her light up the room, you know, just, she didn't afraid of, she wasn't afraid about being herself. But her life was cut short during a date night with her boyfriend. She told me she was going to a picnic and then to the movie. She is super duper excited. Robinson died at the hospital, but her 22-year-old boyfriend survived. It's a horrible thing that her life was taken away at the age of 20, and she was unarmed, and she was running away when she was killed. How does that happen? How does that happen in what we're supposed to think is a civilized society? It's not civilized anymore. And with all of the gun violence in Akron, the family feels like Robinson's story has slipped through the cracks. There's so much going on, not enough attention, and they're overwhelmed because of the crime. It, it needs to stop. Is there anyone you could think of who would ever want to hurt your daughter? 
No. This had nothing to do with my daughter. The movie theater doesn't have any surveillance cameras and police there are no witnesses. But the family feels like someone must have seen something. Turn him in. Tay deserves justice. She did not deserve this. It's not right for anybody to keep their mouth shut. Crime Stoppers is offering a $5,000 reward for any information that leads to an arrest. The family has also raised $15,000 on their own to drum up leads. If you have any information on this crime, you can contact Akron Police or Summit County Crime Stoppers. You can also text your tips to crimes. Reporting in Akron, Kelly Kennedy, 19 News. And with a 19 crime alert. Mm -mm -mm. It makes no sense to me. It literally makes no sense to me. We literally just went through stories of a three-year-old, a six-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 20-year-old. I think I said a 20-year-old twice. But all innocent lives. Right. We just went through five kids. Right. And there's a, there's another one here you've got too, right? Then so this this next one is hmm, uh, that this again was last year. Uh, huh. But it goes into more. So I want to play this video, and I because we have tiny little the first discovery of dismembered body parts happened the morning of June 17th, but the mystery actually began the night before. It sounded more like a knock. With a knock on a window. Like boom, 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 smash. I went outside with my dog and we kind of walked around the property. This witness didn't find anyone that night. But the next day, next door, someone found garbage bags filled with body parts. And just down the street behind the Ukrainian Community Center in Northeast Minneapolis, a woman found a leg cut into several pieces put on display. The victim was Adam Johnson, a 36-year-old man who, when sober, was a caring and doting father. But he struggled with deep drug and alcohol addiction, was recently homeless, and when high, was known to agitate and provoke others. It's possible that he was harassing somebody at the time if he needed a place to stay, if he needed money. Johnson's murder has been difficult on his loved ones, but nothing harder than the way the killer apparently sent a message. The most offensive coming five days later and three and a half miles away from the first location. I spoke with a witness who walked past this park bench at 6.15 a.m. when this trail is busy with bikers and runners. At 6.15 a.m., he saw nothing on that bench. But just a half hour later, someone else found Adam Johnson's head. The victim's head put on display in broad daylight in a public location. His family says police told them it was frozen and the word perv was carved into the forehead. He was a human being. Nobody 
deserves this. Minneapolis police have stayed quiet since the final discovery of Johnson's torso in the Mississippi River. The FBI is now helping them. The family says they're testing DNA found under Johnson's fingernails. They're pleading for anyone with more info to come forward. We need something, anything. Lou Raguse, Care 11 News. Wow. Yeah, oh, it's goodness. It's oh, crazy. Goodness. Wow, like dude. Oh my goodness. So all right, so I, I really what are your thoughts on this last on this last one here? I'm I'm curious for I say anything, what your thoughts are on this last story. Um, because no matter what, it still plays a part in the overall theme of, of what you're talking about here. But I want to know, how come you chose this? What made you choose this story? I, I chose that story for a reason. Um, because it wasn't just earlier this month. Um, there was a, a post <clears throat> that was made on Facebook. Um that there was an arm that was found over North Minneapolis. Uh, and, and I went and did my, you know, research. Uh, I went and talked to a couple people uh, at the, the liquor store and I actually did see a picture of the appendage. Um, but with just the whole silence of it, is for me and, and, and here's the crazy thing because i made a post about it and the guy that originally made another post about it uh reached out to me and the crazy part of how he knew i seen the picture is because the way that i described it was the, it, it was the same exact thing that he had seen uh so it, but it goes more into the story of why I feel like Minneapolis is trying to cover up something is for the simple fact of you had after that came out and people were calling city council, they were calling MPD, um, you know, people were making up a, 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 a little put a little pressure on them. That liquor store got raided. Oh shit. Right. So I just find it all odd for me is like how much of a part does police really protect and serve? And do we really even get any justice? Because who's really out here telling the truth? Because I, I want people to see this and I'm going to send you this screenshot um, because this is a story that we've covered and it's out of Red Wing, Minnesota. Um, it's, it's crazy to me how, and this is mainstream media. I want people to remember this. This is mainstream media. Um, <laughs> yeah. Check so. It's, I want you to go up to the headline of it. 
maybe correct it here. So it says a high school resource officer and football coach who was shot by a deputy in Red Wing last week will be charged with assaulting a police officer and the altercation that led up to the event. Now, so what I want people to know is, and, and shame on you, Fox 9, really shame on you, because so what they're talking about is the Red Wing police officer that was that came on the scene first. So the Goody County deputy sheriff that actually that shot Fernando, his name is uh, Steve Deputy Steve Sutton Brown. Uh, but there was a Red Wing police officer that also came up on the scene. Now he was the school resource officer and the football coach, Bray. This is how ridiculous to me of how mainstream media will just run with a story and not even fact check. So it is, but this is where we go to get our stories from. This is where we go to get our news from and they can't even get that. The Red Wing police officer was the high school resource officer and football coach who knew Fernando when he came up on the scene because Fernando played football, went to the school when Bray was the resource officer. And it's just like these people are so stupid. It's like, I don't know, whoever wrote that story, Nick Longworth, needs to be fired. Oh, they switched it now, though. They switched the, the story. They updated it, right? They updated it. At least they did that. But look at the comment, though. Right. This is the most incorrect headline I have ever seen. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. Because it just shows you it's clickbait. Mm -hmm. They do it for clickbait, and that's the most sickest thing that people can do for that simple reason of doing it for clickbait. That's all they do. It ain't even about the real stories no more. It's mm, teen shot in Chicago. <laughs> wow. Well, that's what we live through, though. Babies being shot. Well, crisis, hunger, homelessness, war, underfunded, undereducated, lack of resources, lack of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, we ain't never going to get anywhere in society. Everybody talks about love thy neighbor. Everybody talks about how they love. We should love one another. We should care for one another. I don't see that shit out here. What I see is a bunch of fucking hypocrites in America. Hmm. But I just want people to, to think about that. Um on this Tuesday in this, this silence in America. And I hope people 
people get up, stand up, stand up for your rights. Uh, any any closing comments you want to tell? Man, um, this was a really loaded episode, a much needed, discussed, brought up, and talked about episode. However, and I, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you finally did this episode because we've been talking about it for some time and uh, I'm really proud of specifically you and Meg for just the growth that I'm seeing with y'all and your reporting and the stories that you bring up because it truly matters no one else is talking about this stuff in the mat in the manner that you all are talking about it and it needs to be done more and so for viewers this is just but a taste of what you're going to see in 2023 as far as the kind of material and the kind of topics that we will be discussing it is much needed it is about time and uh even though this discussion this this episode tonight was tough for me in particular uh i felt like it was also needed and so let's let's keep this up Oh, definitely, definitely. And I want people to email us stories, reach out to us. If there's something that's going on in your community that's not being talked about, and I don't care if it has to do with the school system, I don't care if it has to do with the judicial. Uh, if your child is innocent of a crime and, and is being persecuted, reach out to us. We would love to help. Anything that we can do, that's what we're here for. Uh, because an injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere. And until next time, meditate through the pain, celebrate the ties that bond, liberate our people, educate our youth so we can stop the bloodshed, be the change. Win or fail, freedom or jail, heaven or hell, wish me well.